Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Hockey's Tonight. My name is Matthew, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's episode, we have two very special guests for you guys today. Owen Cole from the UMass Lowell Hockey Team and Brooke Disher from the Boston University Women's Hockey Team. Two incredible guests and two fantastic interviews and two great people as well. I'm really excited to share their stories with you guys today. However, before we get to the interviews, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow this podcast on Instagram or Twitter at Hockey's Blog. On Twitter, it's H-E-Blog underscore. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple and leave a rating and review. And follow this podcast on Spotify. Doing these things helps the podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I truly appreciate it if you guys did those things. Also, this podcast is under the College Hockey Talk branch, and I'm excited to be uh, working with that to help promote uh, this podcast. So it's going to be really exciting. Thank you once again for listening to this episode, and here are the interviews. Enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Hockey's Tonight. On today's podcast, I'm joined by sophomore from the UMass Lowell hockey team, Owen Cole. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Owen, and how's everything going? Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, things are pretty good. Done class for the week, so um, looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, and obviously your team started off the season in the right way, beating St. Lawrence 4 to nothing. Um, how important was that win for yourself and for your team to start off the season on the right note? Yeah, I think that win was uh, really big for us. Um, we got a lot of new guys into the game, and I think it was just important to get our confidence up for the year. Um, it was a pretty good win. We had a great goaltending performance. Um, so got a lot of guys that got their feet wet, and then just kind of getting the, the brains and legs back to game form. There's nothing quite like playing a game. So as much as you train, there's, until you play that game, it takes a little bit to get back into it. So I think Playing out a conference opponent especially is good just for a little more exposure and also just to get those legs back and brains back before we get into Hockey East action. Yeah, and obviously you have a non-conference series coming up this weekend. How, how are you looking forward to playing Miami and what's your expectations, I guess, for this series? And how do you think it's going to prepare you when Hockey East play starts up in a few weeks for you guys? Yeah, uh, I'm excited for this series this weekend. Um playing an NCHC team and they've been uh, pretty good in the last few years. So uh, I think it's kind of big for hockey East looking at uh, hockey East versus a NCHC team. Uh, so I'm expecting a really good series this weekend. Um, I'm really excited. I know all the guys are really excited for it. Um, so, yeah, not, I mean, we've done a lot of preparation. I'm sure they've done quite a bit as well. So I'm just looking forward to uh, getting on the ice tomorrow. Now, coming into this season, like, what are your goals and expectations for your team and then for yourself as well? Yeah, uh, I think the goals for the team are obviously to uh, win Hockey East and get back to uh, competing for a national championship. Um, last year didn't end exactly we wanted it to. Um, we thought we had a very good team and came up uh, short in, uh, against both uh, UMass Amherst and then Denver. So, Ultimately, it's just getting back to winning the Hockey East Championship and computer national title. And then personally, um, this year, it's really just about uh, having a bigger role. Um, coming as a freshman, you're just doing whatever you can to get in the lineup. So this year, um, while still fighting to be in the lineup every night with the competition we have every day in practice and the very good players on our team, it's just about having a bigger impact in every game and doing something that's going to help the team win every night. And I think just trying to be a leader. Um, I'm pretty vocal. Um, so I think something I can help out a lot every night is 
just talking on the bench, keeping guys' spirits up and making sure nobody gets too high or too low. Now, talk about your offseason a little bit. How did you prepare for this upcoming season, and what do you think is the biggest improvement you've made to your game so far? Yeah, uh, I took a little time off after last year. It was uh, definitely a different season than playing junior and uh, pretty taxing. So it took a little bit of time off, and it was, it was nice to be home for a little bit in the summer. Uh, but I think uh, really this offseason, I just got improved confidence um, to make plays. A lot of last year was – uh, more so trying to get it to older guys as quick as I could or more skilled guys as quick as I could just so that I didn't mess up. But I think this year I'm a lot more confident in the plays I'm able to make. And uh, then just speed and skating has always got to improve. You always got to get faster. Um, so I did a lot of work with uh, Tom Ford too, some power skating and um, just really being more efficient with my skating and making sure that I'm getting all the speed I can. And how important is it for you to take some time away from hockey? Because I've talked to some other players before and they like to do it as well, just to take their mind off just the season and try to focus on other things. Do you think that's important for you to kind of to take that time off during the off season, just to reset your mind? Yeah, I think for the mind and the body um, through a season, it's just, if you even think about every game day, you're at the rink, uh, maybe you got a meeting in the morning and then really you're at the rink from, uh, 4.30 p.m. till 10.30 p.m. And that whole time you're you're pretty dialed in. So your mind's taxed, your body's taxed. And um, so I think when you get the chance to take a little bit of time off, it's really important just to reset any, you might have an injury you don't even know about and you find out about at the end of the year, and little things that you got to fix up and not be always on hockey mode, maybe spend a little more time with the family and uh, maybe a little more time in the classroom as well. So I think taking a little bit of time off of hockey is actually very important and can help you a lot going into your next season. Now, what did you do, I guess, during the offseason, non-hockey-wise? Anything fun or was it kind of just relaxing? Uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, just when I got home, I uh, spent a lot of time with my family. Um, I've got a niece that turned uh, one year old this summer, so – that was pretty exciting. Try to get as much time with her as I could when I was home and um, try to just see my family, my girlfriend as much as I could because um, we're here pretty much from August 31st until mid-May, uh, even Christmas. We're only about 10 days at home. So trying to get as much time as you can with family is uh, really important for me and um, didn't really do anything spectacular in the summer couple like weekends away just with a couple friends but um, nothing too noteworthy. Now I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are today with UMass Lowell. So you're from Ontario. How did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Yeah uh, my dad is was really into hockey. He played uh, university hockey in Canada uh, while getting his degree at Waterloo. So um, he wasn't going to force me to play, but he put me on skates in the backyard, probably around three years old. And, um, we had a little pond back there and he was always making sure it was ready to go. Um, so I think that was, uh, what really started me. And I didn't really like hockey at first. Um, when I started the, the tight power skating that we have in Canada, um, especially my hometown, I was always crying. And my dad just said like, stay out there and thank God that he did, because I don't know what I'd be doing right now that hadn't happened but uh from there i moved out of my my hometown hockey um 
pretty early. I think when I was eight years old, I started playing AAA, which was uh, in Welland, Ontario, which uh, about 30 minutes away. Uh, and I played on that team all the way from eight to 16 in minor midget. Um, we had a name change in there. We changed the Southern Tier Admirals, but not very significant. Just kind of put a couple of teams together. And um, yeah, I had a lot of good teammates um, just coming up through that. And then I got, uh, I got drafted to the Oshawa Generals uh, late in that OHL draft. Um, and I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to play at Ridley College in St. Catharines, Ontario. And uh, so I decided that was probably the, the next move for me. Um, and uh, so I really just thought that Ridley was a good spot for me. I kind of decided at that time that I thought I wanted to go to college more than uh, major junior. And my dad was a fan of that route as well, as well as my mom. Just um, getting the education is a very important part. My whole family um, really ha holds education very high. So um we kind of thought that was probably the best with the way that um i treated school and my body and different things like that um so ridley college is a really good place for me to get into the school aspect it was a very a very grueling school work like much like a university schedule which was good and the hockey was there was a lot of hockey a lot of training so that stepping stone really made a big difference. Um, in my ability to jump into junior A after and in my ability to handle school and hockey when I got to UMass Lowell. Yeah. And who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the Maple Leafs or was it another player, another NHL team? Yeah. So my, uh, my OG favorite player was, uh, Matt Sundin on the Maple Leafs. Um, I was a Maple Leafs fan for a little bit there. So I really liked him, but as he, was starting to uh, decline a little bit and retire. I uh, jumped on the, the Crosby wagon and um, I, there's not uh, much you can deny about how good he is and ultimate competitor, ultimate team player and leader. So um, my whole life, I've always been a Crosby fan. I'm not uh, a true Pittsburgh Penguins fan, but I always want them to, to win and go, go far in the playoffs and win more cups just because I think Crosby's the, the greatest player ever. So, um, and then I try to try to model my name, my game more like, uh, Jonathan Taze, not that I'm up to his skill level, but, uh, just the way he plays 200 feet and is trusted in all situations and uh, known as such a great leader. I always try to, to be a lot like him. Yes. I kind of root for Crosby as well, just because I feel like he only has like four or five years left before he might retire. So you never know how long he might have. So you kind of have to appreciate that greatness before it leaves. Yeah, exactly. And he's still playing at such a high level too, uh, which is probably the craziest part about it all. So I think, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that trio in Pittsburgh at least get one more. Now, before college, you mentioned that you played for Ridley and then you went on to play for the Ottawa Junior Senators and the CCHL, uh, where you helped them winning, win a CJHL National Championship in 2019. Uh, talk about your experience there and what was it like for you? Yeah, so so we made it to Nationals. We didn't uh, actually win. Uh, Brooks won that year. Um, but it was awesome. Uh, really coming out of prep school, I didn't know where I was going to play. Uh, it was kind of coming down to a last minute decision and, uh, Ottawa gave me a chance 
they were losing 12 forwards from the year before they'd just gone on a national championship run and uh, lost in the semis. So I figured that's a good spot to get an opportunity right away. And they gave me that opportunity. Um, so really I'm forever grateful. I had that opportunity to play there and things uh, really worked out well there. I think the coaching styles, um, how things were run just really, really went well with how I am as a player and a person. Um, so yeah, that first year was incredible. We, we really had things come together quickly and, the guys that were brought in um, as rookies and trade traded for were all uh, impact guys right away. And um, so that was uh, rather surprising. I would say, I don't think many people would have picked us to do that well at the start of the year. Most people were looking at Carlton place to be that team to come out of the CCHL, but uh, we had an exceptional season. And then our goalie, uh, Francis ball he's actually on St. Lawrence. He had uh, an exceptional um playoffs he was uh cchl mvp of the playoffs i'm pretty sure he was the uh, national championship tournament mvp despite us losing in the semifinals um so i think we just got hot at the right time and we really we really did everything we could to go up against a couple of really good teams in brooks uh prince george uh, oakville and uh portage um, but ultimately we fell a little bit short four, three to Brooks in the semis. And speaking of Brooks, you did get the chance to play with the Brooks bandits in the AJHL in your final year uh, in junior hockey. Uh, what was that experience like for you? And what led you, I guess, to switch teams and go, go to Alberta? Yeah, I was looking for um, a little bit more. I felt that uh, in some ways my time in the CCHL had maybe come to an end. I, just knew too much what was going on in there. Guys knew me too much. It was nice to kind of get out and play in a different league. And Brooks obviously is known for having so many, um, a lot of commits on their team and they're just incredible player development. So I was uh, really excited to be traded out there and Ottawa didn't know what the state of their season was going to be yet with uh, all the COVID protocols and things were not seeming, um, it wasn't seeming too confident that they were going to get to play. So I uh, asked to be traded um, and I got sent out to Brooks and that was uh, a really incredible experience for me. They were playing already playing when I had got there, they were doing an exhibition game. So I was a little bit behind to start. Um, but uh, like Pat Ryan Papuano, the head coach, uh, I flew out there and I got off the plane and instantly played in the game. Um, he didn't want to waste any time. I said, Oh, maybe, I'll like watch the first night. And he said, no, like you're going to go. We want you playing. Um, so he just threw me right into the fire, which was really good for me. Um, and then we got shut down though. That was the unfortunate part with all the COVID protocols. Um, we got shut down in November and uh, we said, well, we're probably not playing a game till after Christmas. So most guys headed home uh, for an early Christmas break. And I stayed out there with, uh, the Americans mostly on the team. And I just continued to train um, and skate in the rink. We were allowed to have uh, three on one sessions. So there could be four people on the ice and three players, one coach. So we would go out there and that was really big for my skill development too, with the time I missed at the start of the year, just uh, really breaking down. I have videos on my phone, breaking down my stride and getting a little more explosive with uh, our assistant coach. Um, so that was a really good time for me. 
and just skating all the time at night. It was so cold there and uh, my billets were living on the lake. So we'd hop on the lake and um, really that was a good time for me just to add a lot of skills to my game. And um, it was really just integral to my advancement to college. I don't know how I would have done coming straight out of Ottawa here, but Brooks I felt was so professional, so prepared and really helped me make that jump to college. And talk a little bit about your recruitment process to college. What made UMass Lowell the school for you? And uh, talk about like why you chose to go to Hockey East. Uh, yeah, so actually kind of interesting was I, Lowell was kind of on my radar anyway because of uh, Charlie Levesque went to uh, Ridley College as well. Um, not at the same time. He's a couple years older than me, but um, we watched them play a couple times when we were at Ridley and we were in tournaments down in Boston, we'd catch a Lowell game just to see him play. Um, so they were always kind of on my radar. And when they reached out and I was in Ottawa, um, obviously I was very intrigued right away, hockey school. Um, so when we uh, organized a tour, so after um, Team Canada East, they uh, came out for a tour and really it was impossible to say no once you get in the rink. Um, you see all the facilities and the way that the team plays. Um, I think right away I knew when the game started and it was Christmas break, but there was still, I think the band was still playing. There was still a great attendance. And I pretty much knew right then that I wanted to be here as a matter of uh, talking to my parents about it. So um, yeah, my tour was amazing. The gym was amazing. I'm kind of a gym rat. And when I saw that, I, I saw the gym, I wanted to work out on my tour. I was like, this is awesome. Um, so I, I pretty much knew right away, this is where I wanted to play. And the style they play is more of a 200 foot game, not run and gun offense. And that compliments me. I'm not a run and gun guy. And I'm, I'm I like to think I'm a 200 foot player. So yeah, as soon as I, as soon as I came out here, I pretty much knew like, this is the place for me. And as long as my parents were good with it, then this is where I was going to be. And talk about the, the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey. Was it the speed of the game, the physicality, or was it just the confidence that you mentioned at the beginning of this interview? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, a big thing would be the confidence, but also just the speed and strength of players. I mean, if you look at our captain last year, Lucas Condada, he's 6'3", 215, and um, I'm coming in at 5'10", 175. And like I always thought, I was pretty strong, fit guy, but then I got in the gym and he's lifting the gym. There's like not enough weights in the gym for him. It seemed like, um, and on the ice, just the speed out there was insane and guys being able to move you from the front of the net very easily. So I think that was the biggest adjustment was really just, okay, we got to really kick it in gear here. We got to get faster. We got to any way we can get a little bit bigger. We got to do it, gain some weight. Um, and then with just being a little bit bigger and stronger came some more confidence but it definitely started with the the speed and strength aspect. And talk about what it's like playing under Coach Norm Bazin. Um, in my opinion, Lowell has been probably the most consistent team in Hockey East, and a big reason for that is because of Coach Bazin and the type of guys that he brings into the program. Uh, what's it been like playing under him, and what have you learned under him so far? Yeah, um, I think the way that uh, our whole coaching staff scouts is a lot about people first and then the player. So I think that 
definitely helps us a lot in the way that we compete. Um, Norm Bezin is, oh, he's a great coach. Um, I think he is um, incredibly knowledgeable about the game of hockey. Um, the way he plans for every game um, with uh, Andy Jones as well. The way that we go into every game with a plan is uh, quite incredible. And they, they know how to motivate us, especially Norm. It seems like his pregame speeches are never really the same, but he always finds the right words to say that are going to get us excited before a game and ready to run through a wall. Um, so I just think like, he's just so smart. And then he's hard on us in practice. Our practices are um, very high tempo. Um, and even though he's hard on us, he knows kind of what makes everybody tick. He can tell a difference between what I need versus what a new guy needs or an older guy needs. Um, and then ultimately he takes that, and boost your confidence at some point throughout, throughout the week, throughout the month, whatever it may be. But he's actually made me a much more confident hockey player, even though at the start I was very nervous around him, uh, very nervous on the ice, thinking about what he's thinking. And now it's more of a, I know he believes in me. He shows every guy in the team, he believes in them. And he really allows you to just be confident out there and play your game, which is what's going to make us the best team is when every guy is confident and predictable. Now, last year, your team had the chance to play at the TD Garden for a hockey's championship. Even though it didn't go your team's way, I have to ask what that experience was like for you getting the chance to play at the Garden. Yeah, that was uh, that was really cool. Obviously, it sucked that we didn't get the result we wanted. Um, but the support we had from the school was incredible. We actually they gave us, uh, I think, three sections of seats for our school and three sections for um, Amherst. And we got, we had to get another three sections. We had that many students saying, we want to get on the train, get to TD Garden and watch, uh, which is really awesome. Um, just shows how much our school is behind us. And it was really neat to be on NHL ice for sure. Um, the crowd was awesome. Um, it <laughs> It's kind of bittersweet though, just with the way it, it ended. Um, we still, right till last second, we still thought we had the chance to win and we thought that we might win. So um, it's kind of tough to look back at, um, especially with the belief we had in, in each other and as a team. Um, so we're definitely looking to get back there and prove ourselves and uh, hopefully the, uh, the roles will be reversed next year and we can be hockey's champions. And you also got to play in the national tournament as well as your team lost to the eventual national champion, Denver Pioneers. Uh, what was that experience like for you getting the chance to play at the national tournament? And I guess, how'd you bounce back from the hockey's uh, semifinal loss uh, to have a pretty good performance, in my opinion, against Denver? Because obviously I remember in the hockey semifinals, a fluky goal went in and that kind of gave UMass kind of a, the sales to have have a good third period and ultimately close that game. So I was just curious from your perspective, how you bounced back from that and how you and your just whole experience playing in the national tournament as well. Yeah, I think the the part that helped us bounce back so well was our leadership, uh, starting with Condotta and then uh, Stephenson, McDonald. Um, I think that really helped us just move on from it. It was unlucky. Uh, one of the goals that we gave up, nothing you can do to change it. Um, so. I think that really allowed us just to move on from it. A uh, Sodergren as well as someone I should mention, just 
<clears throat> and saves our goalie. Just guys saying, ah, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like we got a, we got a new goal now. Just because we're not hockey champions doesn't mean we can't be national champions. Um, so I think we, we bounced back really well. The next day at practice, it was back to competing hard, um, just doing the little things right. And how are we going to beat Denver? Um, and we had a plan. We did whatever we could. Um, so that, that whole experience is pretty neat. Uh, just going out there. I've never been out to, to Colorado before. Um, so it was pretty neat to, to play there, kind of experience the, uh, the altitude difference. I didn't know what that was going to be like, which was a little bit of an adjustment. That's why we went there a couple of days early. And yeah, um, even the game, it's the same thing as the Amherst game. I, our whole team still believed we were going to win. Um, I think that's something that makes our program so strong is the belief we have in each other and um, what our game plan is. So that was, uh, that was a tough one to swallow because same thing. They scored with, I think, uh, maybe four and a half, five minutes left. Um, again, kind of a, uh, some call it luck, some call it skilled tip um, on a two-on-one. And uh, we just couldn't couldn't quite come back from it. But it was I, – I think we all left the game disappointed in the result but proud of how we competed and the type of effort we put in against a team that ended up being a national champion, um, which is also bittersweet to see them win because you think, oh, well, we lost to the best team, but also, well – we were that close. We lost by a goal. We had a very, very tight game with them. So overall, the experience is very good. Something we can bring into this season and know um, what kind of team we have, what kind of resilience we have. And uh, again, hopefully we're on the other side of the result. Yeah. What was like the biggest thing you learned your freshman year that you're taking in uh, for this year? It goes back to confidence in my abilities. Um, I've said it a couple of times now. It's just I think a lot of times as a freshman, and I tried to relay this to uh, the freshmen this year, um, you just need – everybody's here for a reason. You, you don't get to go to a Division One school to play hockey if you're not a good hockey player. That just doesn't happen. That's the whole reason that you're scouted to go to the school is because you're a good hockey player. So you need to be confident in what you're doing. Um, that's It just makes such a big difference when you can play free and not be so worried about – what might happen, but instead just say, Hey, I'm going to make this play and it's going to go right. And the confidence is just, it's just, I can't even describe how important it is, especially in my game. Um, and then it also took me a little bit to get a balance between school and hockey. Um, as mentioned before, like my family's pretty academic. Um, so my sisters are very smart. I felt a little bit of pressure to do well in school. And I think I took school um, a little too seriously at some points last year where I probably should have been getting maybe rest for hockey instead of um, doing extra homework or things like that. So I think I needed to find the balance of how much school do I really need to do? How much hockey do I really need to do? Um, when should I get off the ice instead of making myself actually more tired for practice the next day? When should I get off and let my body rest a little bit? So I think finding that healthy balance um, and what makes uh, myself successful was really important. And obviously your team has a few new players uh, this year. Talk a little bit about them and what they've brought to the team because you lost some key players like Owen Savory, Andre Lee, and Lucas Condotta, just to name a few. So 
um, just talk about the, what the new players bring to the team and what it's been like being their teammates so far. Yeah, I think ultimately what we brought in was uh, size, speed, more competition and character. Um, as kind of a whole, our freshman class is um, bigger than what my class was last year, both in terms of number of players and the physical size of them. Um, and I think they're all brought in as uh, ide low identity players. Um, that's what, how we recruit older players and uh, guys that are re like pretty good skaters and uh, play the body, finish plays. Um, so I think as, as a class, they're all very good and are going to have big impacts on our team, uh, both this year and in the years to come. And then the transfers that we have, um, well, Philip Forrest-Fenson, um, he's a real big boy. Um, he can really shoot a puck, and um, he's an awesome guy to have around as well. Um, Stella came over from AIC. Um, I think the best word to, to describe him is tenacious. Um, he's all over pucks and um, more leadership in the room. And then Goose um, came from Alaska, and, I mean, you saw what he did this past weekend against St. Lawrence. Um, every time we had a breakdown, he was there. He made the play that we needed. Um, so hoping to see more of the same um, from that perspective of him and his leadership too. Obviously, he was a captain as a goalie at Alaska last year. Um, so I think uh, all our additions are very good for the team and um, our coaching staff did an excellent job to make our team uh, better in the offseason. Now, what game are you excited for the most now when you look at the upcoming schedule? Is it traveling up to Ireland or is it the Michigan State Series that's coming up uh, this month? Because that's something that caught my eye looking at your schedule. Yeah, uh, Michigan State will be fun for sure. But um, I think the biggest thing is going to Ireland. I think that's just so cool that we get to head over there and um, just compete over there, see another side of the world. I've never been outside of North America. Um, so. I would say that game, but also um, getting back to the garden. Don't know when that will be and who will be against this year, but um, that was special last year, as we already previously discussed. And that's the place we want to be back at. So, um, yeah, don't know who it's going to be yet or when, but I, that's the game that I really want. Now, last question for you is what's the best thing about being a UMass Lowell hockey player? Yeah, um, that was one that I thought was going to be kind of hard to answer. There's so many, so many great things about being a UMass Lowell hockey player um, and student. But um, I was thinking about how well we're treated here and, I mean, the great facilities. Um, but ultimately, it's just the guys in the room, um, the coaching staff, the relationships you have with the guys and the coaching staff. Um, it's pretty loud at our rink all the time. There's guys bickering back and forth, having fun with each other. Um, so I think that's probably the, just the best thing is going to the rink and you're always happy. You get to the rink and someone's joking with you about that, or um, someone's lifting you up about something that happened. Um, really, we have a special group of guys and it's pretty exciting uh, when you're that good of friends off the ice as well, because it can only mean things are going to get better on the ice. Um, and then finally, we just we have a great support system. Our whole school, as discussed with the TD Garden game last year, the whole school is behind us. Um, walking on campus, we'll have people asking us about different things going on. And uh, like I had someone in my class ask me who's going to start this weekend. I said, oh, I don't know. Like, got to wait and see. 
who earns it in practice this week. So I think the support we have from the whole school is pretty cool too. And we have a pretty rowdy uh, student section. And um, so there's a lot of things that make playing here special. It's a, a really enjoyable place to play. Um, and I think just the way that we earn it every day makes it that much better. Now, is there any shout outs you want to give to any of your family members, friends, former teammates, current teammates? I try to mention some people throughout the interview that you might have wanted to talk about, but if there's anyone I forgot to mention, feel free to shout them out. No, I, th- I think uh, probably hit it all pretty well. Um, this weekend, I'm lucky my, uh, my parents and my grandmother are heading down, and um, they're obviously my, my biggest fans. So I'm pretty excited to see them. And, um, and it means a lot, everything that they've done for me throughout my uh, hockey career to even get to uh, Division I. Um, so I'm excited to see them and uh, continue to uh, play hockey the best of my ability and uh, probably just coaches. I mean, every coach throughout has a stamp on something they taught you, something they helped you with. So um, that's probably it. I don't really have any more shout outs, but uh, yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, thank you so much, Owen, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time, and I wish you nothing but the best uh, moving forward this season. I know you and your team are going to do great, and I uh, can't wait to hopefully I'll see you at the Garden come March. Yeah, I'll see you there for sure. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure to be joined by freshman from the Boston University women's hockey team, Brooke Disher. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Brooke, and how's everything going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, everything's been good, kind of just settling into classes and getting a few out of the way before we start games next weekend. Yeah, and obviously you opened up the season in an exhibition game against Moncton. Even though the game technically didn't count, what did you take away from it? Yeah, I think it was like good for us to have a, a game where it didn't really mean anything as our first game, just with like a new group and everything. But I think for us it's important that we – play 60 minutes because we kind of let up in the second a little bit so we kind of got to be better at that for our next game and obviously playing in college hockey is a lot different than playing in junior so what's been the biggest adjustment you've had to make to your game so far um well <laughs> I don't I haven't really had a, like a full game yet but um I think just like being confident in the things that you're good at and making sure like you're not overdoing it or feeling like you have to change your game too much yeah and obviously you've had some great upperclassmen on your team that have really helped out your transition into college hockey talk about it from your perspective what it's been like to be their te- be be their teammate and also talk about how they've helped your transition into college hockey yeah obviously we have like some great leaders on our team too like Lacey Martin and Nadia and just like kind of following from them and listening to what they have to say. And they've all been like really welcoming too. So it's been, they've made it definitely an easier transition. And obviously balancing hockey and academics is very difficult in college. It's a lot different than in high school. So I'm curious from your perspective, how have you tried to balance both hockey and academics? What's your secret? I, (laughs) I don't have too many secrets. I am definitely a stressor. So it's, been stressful especially this morning I had a presentation and an exam right after each other but I think just um being good in time management and just prioritizing what you need to do and when you need to do it how did the presentation go um I think pretty good 
That's good to hear. Hopefully yeah. the grade reflects that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> now talk a little bit about your off season. Obviously you had the world championship go on, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but did you do anything interesting outside of hockey and how did you prepare for the upcoming college hockey season? Yeah, I honestly, this, I felt like I didn't even really like have much of an off season, but I definitely just tried to spend as much time with my family as possible in um, the summer, I was also in Calgary for three weeks with the national camp too. So I wasn't home much, but uh, my mom and I got a couple of shopping trips in and did some surfing and yeah, just spent time with the fam. That's awesome. I've never surfed before. It looks so difficult. How do they, how do you like learn to do it when you first well, start out? <laughs> I should clarify. I mean like wake surfing. I'm not an ocean gal, oh. but um, it's really it's not as difficult as to balance the board and everything. Yeah, it's not. I think it looks harder than it is. Nice. And obviously, when you're with the national team uh, for the camp of leading up to the world championships, I'm curious, what were some things that you worked on? And I guess, did you notice any improvement in your game uh, from the tournament to now playing your first exhibition game? Um. Yeah, so we had like a little pre-select, pre-camp or pre-tournament selection camp in May. And it was honestly just like a really quick camp. So I don't think we did like too much like skill work or anything. There were just like two games, I think one practice. But I think kind of in the summer, one thing I learned, especially playing with like the older women, like Pooh and Nursey and Jenner, they were all on my team too for camp. Just like, I feel like one being aggressive, like it's such a physical game more than like you would think from just watching it. But it kind of there is hitting in it you know it just like there is no hitting but there's definitely hitting and I think for me personally I got to be a bit more physical when I can and that's definitely something I'm going to be working on this season and I gotta ask you what was it like being on the same team as Sarah Nurse and Marie Fulipalan because obviously those two are legends along with Brianne Jenner that must have been a, such an awesome experience that you got yeah. to have it was amazing. Actually, I roomed with Sarah Nurse too. So it was like so cool to just like learn from her and everything. And they're also just the most like humble down to earth people too. So even like talking to them, they're just, they make you feel like you're just, just like them. Now what's Sarah Nurse like off the ice? Cause she has a great sense of style. So I'm curious if, oh um, my if God. you saw that yeah. <laughs> um, when you were rooming with her. She definitely is giving me all the ins and outs of, um, her purse collection and everything. <laughs> She's awesome. She's one of the coolest people I've met. Now I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work up to where you are today. So you're from British Columbia, uh, talking about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, I'm from a really northern small town and um, both my parents played hockey. My brother, who's just a year older than me, we're super close. He plays too. And um, we were just like a hockey family, kind of mini sticks in the basement, you know. Um, and I played, so I played boys all the way up until I played one year. I played up one year for Bantam, so hitting. And then I transitioned to girls when I was 13. And it's definitely like a, a weird transition, but it came at the right time because you start to make like more friends on your team and stuff. But yeah, we just, everything was hockey. When I grew up, we played outside, we had an outdoor rink, everything. Yeah. And uh, talk a little bit about that transition from boys hockey to girls hockey, because talking to other women's hockey players, it seems like they all played boys hockey at up to a certain point. So I'm curious, 
what that transition was like for you. Yeah, I think that um, playing guys hockey was really like if I could go back and do it, I would do it even probably a little bit longer. I think it just like, especially with the contact, it keeps or like encourages it, encourage you. Holy, I can't speak from my presentation this morning. I'm out speak. Um, it encourages you to get your head up when you're have the puck and everything. And I think that it is a more competitive maybe when you're younger too. And especially like where I came from, there's not enough girls to play. And like there wouldn't be enough girls team or in surrounding areas for us to have a league or anything too. Did you ever did you ever have to lay a check on somebody uh, growing up or you were lucky enough to avoid all that? Um, no, I definitely did. I did play one year hitting. I had my ribs put out and everything. I don't maybe miss it that much. It's all good. As long as like, you know, you learn from it. That's all yeah. that counts. Now, I want to ask you about growing up a little bit more in British Columbia. Uh, who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the Canucks? Was it a women's player on the national team? Like, who did you kind of idolize growing up as a kid? Yeah, I obviously watched both the women's national team and I everyone watches the NHL. So I was a huge Drew Doughty fan and I still am even like when I was younger too, I really loved watching PK Subban. But now I think like most offensive defensemen, I idolize Kale McCarr a lot and just how he can work the blue line. And then on the women's side, a really like big role model for me has been Micah Hart. She was my coach the last two years. And yeah, she's just an amazing person on and off the ice. Now that must've been weird for yourself to be a Drew Doughty fan in British Columbia, because I know the Kings and Canucks had their battles back in the day. Did, uh, I wonder if anyone <laughs> said anything to you about that. Yeah, I was never a Canucks fan. Okay. So we were, we, I am actually closer to Edmonton than I was to Vancouver. So we would always go to Oilers games and I still do root for the Oilers when they're in the playoffs, but I feel like you can be a fan of the players and how they play the game and not root for their team. Yeah. I'm a big Bruins fan. So I'm oh, good. Yeah. Glad to hear that you're not a Canucks fan just because when the Bruins and Canucks played in the 2011 Stanley Cup final, yeah. that was a very intense uh, matchup to say the least. Yeah. Holy. Now, obviously before college hockey, you played for Okanagan Academy, and then you also played for Rink Hockey Academy in Kelowna. So I want to ask you, what was your experiences like at both those hockey academies? And talk about what you learned and how it prepared you for college hockey. Yeah, I think the whole like academy experience is just, it's awesome. Like I love that you can, we get to be on the ice every day. We get to be in the gym every day. And, you know, you get to, you're kind of like, it's, a little bit the same as college where like you're balancing like a lot of hockey and then practice every day, but it's not like, I know for like minor hockey teams, your practice is normally at like 8 PM and you have to work out on your own, but you're doing like everything as a team. So you get really close with your team. And I really liked it. And I enjoyed all my years at OHA and at rank. So. What were some things that you accomplished um, with those two academies? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> Like, did you accomplish anything as a team, like a championship or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, um, actually, last year we rank, um, we did win our league's championship, and then we were regular season champs and playoff champs. And then my first year at OHA, we were regular season champs and playoff champs too. And then the two years in the middle, we were, we had some tough losses in the semis and the quarters. 
I feel like those losses must have helped realize, I guess, um, how good winning is because I guess um, sometimes people just take it for granted sometimes. Yeah. Looking back on it, I still think there was a bit of tough reffing in one of the games, (laughs) but um, yeah, for sure. Now, obviously, this past summer, you had the opportunity to represent your country in the U18 World Championship. Uh, talk about that experience. What was it like for you? And what did you take away from that tournament? Um, it was obviously just like a dream come true from putting the jersey on to putting the gold medal on. Like, it really is like something you dream about, especially it's kind of like our the women's version of the World Juniors. And that's like such a huge thing in Canada. And I feel like it was too that it was like at a cool time in being in June because there wasn't like a lot going on in the hockey world. So a lot of people tuned in and especially it being on TSN this year. But I think one thing that I took away from it is like leading up to it, I never really like thought about the people that I would be putting the jersey on with. And those are like the people that kind of made the whole experience what it was and I still keep in touch with a lot of them and I'm playing against some of them this year. And like some of them are just in different divisions in the NCAA too. So, yeah. Obviously you're going to be playing against one of them in raking Kirkmeyer at Providence. I wonder if you two have talked about that matchup that's coming up this season, especially since um, you are big rivals. Yeah. We talked a little bit about it at worlds. I saw that she got, um, she had the game winner, I think last weekend. So that's exciting for her. One of my ex, my teammates from last year too, is at Providence this year. So we'll be exciting to play them. Now I do want to ask, obviously the world, the U18 world championship was supposed to take place in December. Then obviously the whole situation happened with the variant and it got canceled and then rescheduled. I'm curious from your perspective, how you handled all of that mentally, because that must've been challenging to, at one point kind of be like, oh no, there's not a tournament that's going to be played. And I've worked so hard for this to happen. Then all of a sudden for it to happen once again. Yeah. I think especially because I was kind of a part of it the year before too. Well, not kind of, I was a part of it the year before and it got canceled too. And I was like, okay, you have next year, like next year's the year. And then this year at Christmas too, especially because it was like, they hadn't we'd call got the call that we made the team and you know we were getting ready to leave on boxing day to sweden and stuff i think it it was it was horrible but i think for me like i just kind of we had about a week left of christmas break and i just kind of like took a break from hockey and just did other things and that was really beneficial for me now, was it weird playing hockey in June? Or I know you're probably used to it because of off-season stuff, but I feel like it must, if from, from a fan perspective, it's kind of weird to like watch a hockey game in the middle of the summer. Yeah, well, that's why I kind of felt like we never got an off-season because we had like May and April, but we were so like focused. And especially being an academy, you skate all, you skate up until the end of June. So we were kind of focused on, you know, what we can do to prepare ourselves for Worlds and for camp before Worlds. So we never really got that off season, I feel like. But it was, yeah, just with like everyone tuning in and everything, it was cool that it was in June. Now, your name captain of the team. Talk about the process of being selected as a captain and what did that mean to you? Um, yeah, obviously it meant everything and it was like maybe a little bit unexpected because I'm not a super vocal person, but I feel like, um, just I learned a lot too as being captain but so it was actually kind of cool we this one night we were like so we stayed in Minnesota for our exhibition game 
and we our hotel was like in walking distance to the rink and this one night the coaches are like yeah you guys have to come to the rink at like this time so we all walked there and there our room was like dark and we kind of suspected that it was going to be like a jersey reveal because we hadn't seen the jerseys yet and um that yeah the room was dark but they had like their phone flashlight on around the maple leaf so it like lit up around the maple leaf in our room and everyone's jerseys were up in the stall and obviously mine had a C on it and that was a pretty emotional moment for me but it was like super cool lots of people were crying everyone was hugging like it was yeah it was super special and obviously you had the distinct honor to kind of go up and lift the trophy for the first time how cool was that that was so cool. And I'm, it's such an honor that that got to be my moment, I guess. Well, not my moment, but that I got to be the one to do that. Now, switching gears a little bit, I want to ask about your recruitment process to Boston University. Talk about what that was like and what made you want to go to BU versus other schools you might have looked at. Yeah. So, um, well, there were the recruitment rules were kind of different when I committed versus how they are now. But um, Tara Watchorn was someone who she coached here. She played here and she played for Team Canada, too. And she's actually my coach on Team Canada this past year. And she's just somebody I've always looked up to, too. And she was one of the biggest reasons why I committed here. Um, she doesn't work here anymore, but I still I'm close with her and I, I do love it here. And even like I got to tour. So I came and toured my freshman year of high school and I kind of knew like right away it was like the first campus that I'd been to. I'd been to a couple other ones that I was like, wow, I like, I love it here. And even when I came back in May, um, actually when I came back this past May, it had been the first time I came since I committed three years ago. And I was like, wow, I still really love it here. Yeah. And talk a little bit more about the coaching staff, coach DeRocher and the assistants. So what's it been like kind of being a player and learning under learning from them? Yeah, Abby Ostrom, the new D coach this year, she's just very much like for the players and wants everyone to get better. And she's a very like technical coach too, which I really like and going over film and stuff. And BD's awesome too, just kind of like old school hockey coach and he's great. And same with Kirsten too. I love her practices. Now, what's been your favorite part about Boston so far? Um, gosh, I can probably pick, but Definitely just being like around the team and at the rank too. Also, we're so I'm in a room with um all the other freshmen in my class and then one tennis girl, and we definitely have a lot of fun in here. Have you had the chance to explore the city at all? I assume you have, but I'm just curious. You might have um, been too you might be too busy doing that. Yeah. So who knows? I thought that I would get done a lot more exploring than I have, but we did get up to Glo- Gloucester. Is that how you say it? It's Gloucester. Gloucester (laughs) okay we were there one day um the weekend before we played our game we did a team builder and all went sailing so that was super fun that's kind of the first time I've been like outside of Boston but still in mass that's awesome how how have you dealt with the traffic because it's absolutely brutal especially with the train (laughs) being shut down that's something that all Massachusetts people know I'm assuming for you it must be a shock not being from the state What's crazy? I just like cannot imagine driving here and I'm so thankful that I'm not <laughs> driving here. But even like well, I have a scooter because my classes are so far away from where I live. And some people are just like even like pedestrians and stuff, they just walk. It doesn't have to say cross, you just walk. Yeah. Now 
what 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 are you most looking forward to for this upcoming season? Is there a particular game you're looking for? I know that BU is participating in some events as well, so I'm curious, like, what excites you the most about the schedule for this year? Um, well, I'm really excited for Vegas because I do have a lot of family coming, being it's on the West Coast, so that will be super fun. And uh, obviously, I think Frozen Fenway is going to be awesome, and I'm super excited for that too. Have you had the chance to play in an outdoor game before? No. Oh, wow. That's not, is, not a real game. I mean, we've played shinny before on the lake and stuff, but. How do you prepare for that as a player? Just because like, it depends on obviously the time of day of, because if the sun's like shining on the ice, it's kind of melting. So that's kind of a, that you have to adjust your playing style with that. But also if it's freezing cold, you have to find ways to stay warm as well. So I'm curious, like for your mindset, like how do you prepare for something like that? Um, well, personally, I love like a cold rink. I feel like it makes me feel more awake versus like a hot rink is horrible. I feel like I'm going to faint. But um, yeah, even like actually when a, the sun comes in, it kind of reminds me of um, the rink I played at home because the, it has windows at the top. So like if you played at like 4 p.m., then you, the sun was always like shining down on the ice. So as long as it didn't melt the ice, because yeah. I- I've played a few outdoor games, not obviously real ones, but like on the pond. And if when the when the sun's shining directly on the ice and it's melting, it's just really hard to skate in. And I just I personally yeah. like it. And then you have to sharpen your skates like right after, which which is which I don't like doing all the time. Yeah, I feel like they'll have have it set up good there, especially with I think there's two or three men's games going on there too. Yeah. yeah. Now, do, is there any shout outs you want to give to any of your family members, friends, teammates? past teammates uh before we end this interview um yeah shout out to my family because they rock but also um i'll give a shout out to my friend jade who plays at brown and you should really try and get her on the podcast i'll definitely will i'll definitely reach out and see what's (laughs) up but i just want to say thank you so much brooke for coming on the podcast i really appreciate your time it means a lot to myself and I wish you nothing but the best for this upcoming season. I know you're going to do great. And I know a lot of people will find out who you are uh, by the play that you have uh, with Boston University. So I'm looking forward to watching it as a media member and as a fan as well. Well, thanks for having me and nice meeting you. I just want to say thank you so much to Owen and Brooke for coming on the podcast and taking time out of their days and talking with me. I really appreciate that a lot, and I really look forward to watching them play uh, this season with their respective hockey teams. Uh, Thank you so much to everyone who has listened to this podcast as well and supported the blog. I really appreciate that as well. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review on Apple and then to follow it on Spotify. Like I said before, it helps it grow. Thank you once again, everyone. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.